0: Welcome to the World Transform. All this week, we're going to be talking about transformation today. We're going to be talking about some news stories that prove our world is accelerating and changing in unexpected ways. I'm Phil Bauermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host and co-futurist, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm great and ready to get right into it with you. I got some bad news for you, Stephen. The headline is, an AI just beat top lawyers at their game. So this is a topic we've talked about a few times before, a little research showing, hey, who could win a contest? If we had some lawyers against an AI examining some briefs to draw out the legal issues, who do you think is going to win in a contest like that? Well, time was that the lawyers would have clearly won, and time was that it might have been... Kind of, a, kind of a close match. But here, let me just read a quick section here. The human lawyers achieved on average an 85% accuracy rate, while the AI achieved 95% accuracy. The AI also completed the task in 26 seconds, while the human lawyers took 92 minutes on average. The AI right. also achieved 100% accuracy in one contract, on which the highest-scoring human lawyer scored only 97%. In short, the human lawyers... We're trounced. Now, we've been talking for a long time about will the robots steal our jobs? Are we heading towards employment Armageddon with artificial intelligence? Here are robots, Stephen, doing the kind of work you do, not better than you necessarily, but better than your peers, right? And probably if you'd been one of the lawyers, (laughs) they they would have beaten you. How do you feel? Is this going to cost lawyers their jobs? Well, yes and no, I think. There's always going to have to be somebody to
1: greet the clients, right? I just don't see uh, clients hiring a lawyer through an ATM or necessarily online through a computer as much as the face-to-face. But that said, attorneys can use tools like this, you know, to magnify their own work, to accomplish more on their own without an army of other associates, okay? So you can have a, you can have a law firm now of two or three members that do the work of, a mid-sized firm now, thanks to tools like this and other tools. What does that mean? That means that uh, a small law firm might not become a mid-sized firm because they don't need to hire as many lawyers. And so does that that take away lawyer jobs? You may not be able to point to a particular lawyer and say he was, you know, he was fired because of law geeks, which is what this uh, AI is called, law geeks. It's uh, L-A-W-G-E-E-X is what this particular AI is called, Great name, uh, but, uh, Geeks. just because you can't point to a particular lawyer who lost his job necessarily because of it doesn't mean that, that the uh, employment situation is different. You better believe it does. The things like this do change the employment outlook for somebody coming right out of law school. So, I'm kind of glad that that's not me anymore. That I've been at it 20 years and kind of a, am, am established because
0: this makes a difference. I think that's probably accurate. And when they gloss over the employment aspect of it in this article, and you see that, you see that quite a bit. They, they highlight the fact that this will make lawyers more productive, which is true. If you've already yeah. got a job as a lawyer and you have this tool available to you, then you're going to save a tremendous amount of time because you can let the AI review the brief for you, do it in 26 seconds versus your 92 minutes, and be more accurate than you are. Chances are, statistically, if this if this research is accurate, if it it accurately reflects what will happen for most lawyers most of the time. And, of course, we don't know for sure what specific legal issues were in these documents and whether other areas of law there might be more arcane things. The AI might not be able to find them. There's a whole lot of unknowns when you talk at a very high level like this. But assuming that this system works as well as most software systems do, and, say, five years from now, it will be as much better – at doing what it does, as most software is five years later, right? So if you you look down the road, you say, this is definitely going to be the way to do this down the road. Right Right now, or up to now, humans have always done this, and it takes up, I mean, what portion of a lawyer's time, right? Or what portion of a law firm's time is devoted to this? Obviously, it's going to depend, varying on the firm, but a substantial, I would say, a substantial percentage of what you do is right in this, Initial analysis of legal briefs, right?
1: Well, this particular test was done with contracts. So, I mean, okay. if, if that's the kind of law that you do, then it's right on point with, with you as an attorney. But I suspect there's, if it's not law geeks for, you know, AI system for other areas of law, then, the, you know, there's other AIs will, will be there doing exactly what you do as a lawyer. And I think as a practical matter, a lot of lawyers will continue to do the job the old way. And then take about 30 seconds to let law geeks go behind them, and they say, "Okay, I caught, I caught about five things I didn't catch," and then add that to their own brief. And if you're in, in the billable hours, as, uh, as as defense attorneys tend to do, then uh, you, you're you know you'll turn in the same hour, right? But you have better work due to this. You end up being more productive,
0: and you're doing the job better. And so these are all good things. But Stephen, do yes, you think there's any chance at all, any chance at all, that some lawyers will? Let the program run for 26 seconds and then go ahead and bill for the 92 minutes. That won't happen at all, will it? That's that's not even. I'm not going to uh, accuse any of
1: my brethren or sister of that sort of thing.
0: Uh, but, okay. Uh, yeah, human nature being what it is. So that was a terrible dark make, idea I had there just own, for a moment. You make your own judgment call. So. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair, yeah. fair enough on on that one. But what you what you do see if you can compress 92 minutes of work into 26 seconds. And if all you ever get is a little extra, if all you ever get is a little uh, addition on top of what you found in your analysis, then sooner or later they will just do the 26 seconds. I'm going to read over this myself for spelling errors, and I'm going to let the word processor do the spell check, right? Nobody does that, right? <laughs> we'll let the, yeah, we'll let
1: the exactly. word processor. Well, it's a matter of trust, too, right? I mean, yeah. if you've worked a year doing it your old way, and, and every single time, the uh, machine is uh, in. In 30 seconds, is, is is shown everything that you come up with, plus plus more. Then at some point you're into it. You're going, well, crap. I, I'm turning it in. I'm polishing it up and putting
0: it in my own language. There would be that tendency. And that's how the automation takes over. Is when two things happen. First, when the lawyers trust it, when it becomes sufficiently reliable that the lawyers trust <laughs> it, and and then when ultimately the consumers of Legal services find it trustworthy, and they're buying it either through the existing law firms or through other media, which you sort of hinted at before. It's like nobody wants to go to an ATM to get legal work done, but people do go to LegalZoom.com to get a certain level of yep. legal work done, and there and there are other ways of accessing legal services than used to exist in the past. And that's where I think the real, as you said, risk for employment comes, because If you've got a good-sized firm and you look at this and you say, well, this doesn't change us at all. Now we'll just have much more productive lawyers. It's like, well, okay, great. If the same
1: amount of work is still coming in the door, and if you're able to cut the amount of time it takes to deal with each uh, person that comes in the door, let's just say it, it only cuts it in half. Right. Then do you really
0: need the 10 new associates that you just hired out of law school last year? Right. This will end up not causing massive layoffs in the law industry it's not going to be that a lot of people lose their jobs it's just it's just that over time a lot of people won't gain their jobs in the process right yeah. There, there, yeah.
1: there there will I be a, a, a small exactly yeah
0: there will be a smaller pool of legal jobs to get and if you're in law school now or if you're thinking about a career in the legal profession currently i look at this story and i say here's what you want to do you want to be all over law geeks You want to be all over the use of AI to do research or to to do any of the pieces that it's currently being looked at to do. Because if if you have that to offer, if you're the person who can master these systems and can help leverage that productivity for the firm, then you're going to be in a much better position than someone who's going to be competing with the AIs. Yeah, I
1: want to put it this way. The middle-aged partners and older are not the guys that are going to be on top of this stuff. A young person in law school that's computer savvy—they could really set themselves apart from their peers by being the person who brings this to the firm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a great, great advice.
0: But, but over time, I think that there will be billable hours lost to this in, in terms mm-hmm. of human productivity because it just—it's AI is just so much faster. Even if the amount of legal work that needs doing doubles, the, the bottom line is, AIs are exponentially better than we are at doing this kind of stuff. And the robots, sooner or later, can do it better than, than we can do it. And it's very similar to this issue of AIs out-diagnosing doctors, because there's two issues there. The first issue is how well, how reliably does the artificial intelligence perform better than the human? And then the second question is how effectively does that become the new way of doing it, right? Those are, those are two completely different questions. AIs may be a lot better than human doctors today or in the very near future at diagnosing illnesses than they have ever have been before. So we might already be at a place where everyone would be better off if they had an AI looking at their symptoms and making a diagnosis. I'm not sure if we're there or not, but we might be there. And five years from now, will we be there? Ten years from now, if we're not there today, ten years from now, we definitely will be. But the question is, ten years from now, will most people be getting their diagnosis from an AI, or will most people be getting their diagnosis still from a human doctor looking it over and using his or her own finite knowledge make a determination? What do you think? I think the lawyers will have something to do with it. Will it be reasonable not to use a
1: diagnosis AI? That can do it better than you, Doctor, when this person just died because you didn't catch it. Right. But you have a tool at your disposal that you didn't use. This person died. Now, is that a reasonable thing that you didn't use that? At some point, the judges start deciding that it's not reasonable not to run it by the AI.
0: Right. You know, no reasonable
1: right. doctor would have failed to do so, Doctor Quack. You, you, you failed to use the, the, the tools at your disposal and you, you lost a patient. And we say it's your fault because you didn't use this reasonable tool. It becomes malpractice
0: a, not to use it.
1: Exactly. And and how fast does that happen? Well, law, law uh, cranks along a little slower than technology, but I think it happens pretty quick as people in society realize that, hey, pe- people are not dropping dead of cancer quite the way they used to because, uh, you know, these things catch
0: it so much earlier. Right. I wonder to what extent it'll be legal infrastructure- that makes the change say in the medical profession and to what extent it'll be the market where people will just say well i heard that if you go to this clinic if you if you go to these doctors they use this artificial intelligence program and it finds things that, that the other doctors aren't finding and i heard about you know so and so had this rare condition and they never the other doctors never would have found it right once that reputation is established then the market will demand it. And all the other doctors who aren't using it are saying, well, we've got to get on board with this thing. And then like, real quickly becomes the
1: only reasonable thing to do. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like not not having access to an x-ray machine or to a blood test or something like that that everyone else has access to. You, you You simply can't remain economically viable as a medical practitioner without it. Likewise, at some point, a law firm can't stay viable without doing this too. And that's ultimately between the market forces, and I think you're right, the societal expectation, which eventually becomes a reasonable person legal expectation that people use it, these things take over. And the law profession fundamentally changes, along with along with all other professions. And We've talked quite a bit about the impact on employment. And I think that we've hit on something here that we'll have to look at carefully as we talk about these issues going forward. And that is just the idea that The big impact on employment is not necessarily going to be people being put out of work, as it is new jobs not being created. There will be a lot fewer legal AI specialist jobs than there currently are lawyer jobs. So, what else will all these other potential lawyers end up doing? Well, that's a topic for another day. We will come back to that one. Meanwhile, we've talked a little bit about how this kind of AI technology is applied to the medical profession, and we know that in some instances, in lab experiments, AIs are already out-diagnosing doctors in the same way in this test they have been out lawyers. Computers are already better than doctors at diagnosing some diseases, per the, per the headline here. We're going to talk next time about how computers might play a role in diagnosing and treating the biggest killer of them all. Aging. aging. Human aging. You're us on Wednesday for that, right? That's right. We'll be back on Wednesday to talk about how AI might hold the cure for aging it's been great having you all with us and until next time live to see it